The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. To get started on the line, we've got Christine Cousins, the State MP for Geelong. Christine, good morning. Thanks for being on the program. Good morning, Mitch. Well, obviously, this is a very, very tough day here in regional Victoria because we've been sort of yo-yoing in and out of lockdown. You get one weekend out, then a couple of weekends in, then another weekend out, then more weekends in. So I think this uh, time is starting to take its toll on a lot of people who have already been in lockdown for a long time. Yeah, that's right. It, it is really challenging times. And, you know, for a lot of people, it would have been traumatic having that announcement on Saturday. Um, but, you know, as we keep saying, this is about keeping people safe, um, particularly in regional Victoria. We have to stop people moving around to prevent the spread of the virus. And I'm just having a look at the numbers. Since the 28th of May, Metropolitan Melbourne has spent 45 days in lockdown and 42 days out of lockdown. So there's some more time in lockdown than out. We've uh, been marginally better here in regional Victoria. But do we need to accept that with this Delta variant, it's no longer short, sharp lockdowns? These are prolonged lockdowns. And in fact, we're spending more time in lockdown than not. Well, I mean, that's yet to be seen. I think, you know, obviously this short, sharp lockdown we're having um, this time round um, has extended out. Um, But again, it comes back to limiting movement to stop the spread of the virus and we're doing what we need to do. The Prime Minister was on the ABC Insiders yesterday and I think he said it was unlikely that Australia would get back to zero COVID. I'm just wondering, are you still confident that here in Victoria we can get these numbers back down to zero and uh, see off Delta? Oh, look, you know, certainly that's what I'd hope to see. Um, Victoria's done it before. Um, you know, we, we just need people to be following the restrictions, not moving around um, and doing the, the best that they can to protect all Victorians, including in our own region. Are you concerned about falling compliance each time we have a lockdown? And uh, certainly don't endorse that behaviour. Everyone should be following the rules mm-hmm. for the reasons you've said. But it does appear that in Melbourne there's more parties, more events going on. There's something even down in Torquay where uh, the police had to come in in mid-morning, uh, like 3am, and shut down a party. Um, are we concerned that as the lockdowns go on, they become less effective? Yeah, look, I, I think we've seen breaches through all our lockdowns, unfortunately. Um, I don't know necessarily whether it's getting worse. I know, obviously, people are getting more and more frustrated. Um, but I think, you know, people are actually reporting um, these incidents when they occur. More and more people are concerned. I know, you know, many, many messages I get from my constituents is about keeping regional Victoria safe, including Geelong. Very concerned about the protests over the weekend because I'm told, and even from looking at some of the footage and listening to the audio, it seemed like they were quite substantially more violent than previous protests we've had in the city. Is that another side effect of lockdowns that people have been pushed to the edge? And again, we don't endorse that sort of behaviour and people shouldn't be out Mm -hmm. protesting, but that seems to be something that also frontline workers, police and the government will have to confront. Yeah, that's right. And it's very, very concerning to see people spitting on police and throwing objects and that sort of behaviour is totally unacceptable. Um, And, you know, it is very concerning. I think, you know, we have a few militant groups out there that are preying on the vulnerability and anger of people in our community. 
um, and we need to put a stop to it as best we can. The vaccination process, I'm just wondering, are there appointments currently available? Because I was just talking to someone here at the station that was trying to book in at the Ford factory and it said there were no appointments available for the next four weeks. But I heard the Premier in his media conference suggesting that there were a number of appointments available at the Ford factory. So have all those been snapped up essentially now? Well, not as far as I'm aware. I mean, that may be right. I haven't had an update this morning, but there were 5,000 over the weekend available. Um, You know, people are going out and having the vaccine. They want the vaccine. Um, There are those people that don't want the AstraZeneca vaccine and are waiting for Pfizer. Um, But, you know, as we keep saying, the best vaccine to have is the one that's available today. Um, You know, I'll certainly follow up around whether there are appointments available today, but my understanding is that there are. It'd be good to know uh, what the situation is because I think there's still quite a few people that are keen to get vaccinated, which is great, uh, but just can't seem to find the appointment or can't navigate through the booking system. And I think it's very important given that uh, we're in the situation we're in, that everyone that wants the vaccine can get it. I appreciate there are issues with supply, but uh, if we can make sure that everyone that wants the vaccine first gets it, then we can perhaps start to talk about whether we need to incentivise the people that don't want the vaccine to get it. Oh, yeah, look, I agree with that 100%. And, you know, if there are people having difficulties um, getting an appointment um, where they, you know, don't have access to um, a device to book on or can't get through on the number, they can certainly ring my office and we can walk them through that. We've already helped a number of people who, for various reasons, have been able to, to make the booking themselves. Um, but it's it's quite a simple process if you have access to the online booking system. And uh, my understanding is that people under the age of 18 still can't get AstraZeneca. Should that be allowed? Because we're now seeing that the virus is spreading amongst children at an alarming rate, which wasn't a feature of last year, and that uh, puts into jeopardy things like schools, childcare. So do we need to start looking at opening it up to just everyone from zero plus? Oh, look, you know, that, that work is definitely going on. Um, you know, our biggest issue is that we don't have enough vaccine to do that. Um, but as time goes on, um, you know, if what the Prime Minister has announced that, you know, by September, October, November, we will have more vaccine than we need, then that that's the sort of strategy we need to be taking. And uh, the childcare situation, I think there was a bit of confusing messaging about this and a number of different um, viewpoints given, but from what I can understand and deduce, uh, people that put their children into childcare only need to have one of the parents as essential workers. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, There was some confusion over the weekend, but that's now been sorted. So, you know, only one person um, as an essential worker in the household Um, has been clarified. And what's the reaction been like, particularly to this latest lockdown, in terms of the people contacting you and contacting your office? Is it similar to previous lockdowns, or are people becoming more upset or angry or on edge? Um, Look, I think, you know, certainly there are people that are upset, but, you know, um, I have far more people telling me that they want... Well, people were actually telling me they wanted to go into lockdown last week. So people are very concerned. Um, They're worried about people coming in from Melbourne and bringing the virus with them. Um, They're wanting, you know, regional Victoria lockdown. You know, other people are saying open up. So, 
but, you know, the vast majority of people are doing the right thing. They're not happy about it. Nobody's happy about this. You know, it's so challenging and so traumatic for so many people, but we, we need to get on top of this. And in terms of how it got to Shepparton, I believe we don't yet know that. Is that correct? Could it have leaked out of Melbourne, as you sort of described there, that maybe someone has gone to Shepparton when they weren't supposed to, or maybe they were supposed to, they were an essential worker? Mm, mm. Well, that's I don't know the actual detail of that. I've heard the stories of you know this person coming from Melbourne to Shepparton and then went to Bendigo, um, you know. This is the problem and this is why, you know, people will argue why is regional Victoria shut down when we don't have any cases. This is the whole point. It's about limiting movement so people aren't transmitting that virus into regional Victoria. And we've seen that happen, you know, I think there's 23 cases in Shepparton today um, where there was one on, I think it was Friday or Saturday, so it just goes to show how quickly this thing can get out of control. And my understanding is that there's not the same level of support for people that uh, there was last year. I mean, for example, there's no job keeper or mm. job seeker payment. And yet here we are um, looking at the situation where we've had more days in lockdown than out in metropolitan Melbourne since May the 28th. So do we need to look at um, ramping up that support to where it was last year, given that for a lot of people, particularly casual workers, they're in the same boat as what they were last year, but with less support oh look job keeper is what kept things ticking over for many many people and that should have been um, reintroduced with some minor changes um you know I, I just i don't understand why the federal government are not doing that um there are certainly supports for everyone um through a whole range of um different applications whether it's you know Business, small business, micro businesses, um, individuals who have lost hours of work. Um, so that's there is a level of support that's being provided by the state and by the Commonwealth. But I think JobKeeper kept things ticking over at an even keel, whereas at the moment with um, the system, well, without a system in place, um, it's putting a lot more people in a more vulnerable situation than they were last year. Should state parliament be sitting at the moment? I know that some MPs are calling for that. Um, is there a way that you can do it on Zoom, for example, a bit like what they've got with the federal parliament? There are issues with our constitution where we can't do that. Um, and the decision was made not to attend the parliament. And it's not just for the protection of the MPs. It's for the protection of the, all the staff that work there that have to come in to run the parliament whether it's the attendants or the clerks or the security or whoever it is, they are required to be there when Parliament is sitting. And the other issue that I personally have is I don't want to go to Melbourne where there are so many hotspots and bring the virus back to my community in Geelong. So, you know, I firmly believe that postponing the Parliament is the right thing to do at the moment. Um... And I certainly won't be going to Melbourne and coming back to my home in Geelong and putting my community at risk. Do you know if the days that are missed, the sitting days, will be made up or will there be enough days left in the year that are locked down free to actually make up the days that have been lost? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, they will be made up. Whether they're made up by the end of this year, I don't know. Nobody knows. Um, but certainly, you know, the, the 
initial week that we lost, we were going to sit um, the following week, but that's now not possible given that we're in lockdown until the 2nd of September. Um, so it, it very much depends on what happens. But I think overall, no member of parliament, particularly the regional members of parliament, want to be, well, from our side of the house anyway, want to be going to Melbourne and coming back to our communities and putting our community at risk. And just last of all, is there anything happening in state politics other than COVID or is COVID dominating all the (laughs) the conversations at the moment? Yeah, it sort of um, feels a bit like that sometimes. But no, we're we're certainly getting on with all the things that, you know, we've been doing, um, you know, making sure that our regional rail and uh, fast rail are continuing um, going ahead with our major projects as best we can. You know, there, there is a lot happening. Um, and, you know, on top of COVID, we're, you know, we can do a number of things at one time and that's exactly what we're doing. Well, thanks for being on the program. Hopefully next month when we speak, it'll be brighter news. I really hope so. I hope so too. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you, Christine Cousins there, the State MP for Geelong. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.